Right, good evening everyone. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. And I see we already have a comment. What does it say again? Uh, I thank God I came to this on Facebook and the podcast. Keep it up. Definitely. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We upload every week. And every week we're here. Same time, same place with a new topic. If you're new, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. We have weekly live stream Bible studies at 6.30 p.m. every Thursday evening as we are doing right now. And our goal is to just bring out the true word of God, maybe look at a couple of scriptures differently and go a lot more deep into them where most churches and pastors may not want to go. And because God's word definitely needs to be spread. It does not get talked about a lot. But um, so, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And I noticed this. Well, we're getting really close to the Christmas holiday, which is supposed to be a very happy time. But a lot of bad things happen in today's world. It's so unfortunate. And a lot of people, well, we go out shopping and buy gifts for our loved ones. And my sister told me about this. If you're ever buying anything in the in the cash, uh, the cashier, whoever at the cash register asks, do you want a receipt? And you say no. They've been doing hitting the cash back button. And they've been taking out cash and put it into their pocket. So whenever they ask you for a receipt, definitely tell them that you want one. And it's just things like this, which I meant to say this last week. Um, we hurt each other so much. There are people at home right now thinking about how to hack into your bank account, how to hack into your social media. And they may not even have anything to gain out of it, but by messing you up, they get enjoyment out of that. And it's just so sad. Um, I, I can't tell you how many spam phone calls I get daily. And one of them, they'll call me and they'll ask for a certain person. And then I say, oh, you have the wrong number. And then they'll say, oh, well, maybe you can help me. No, <laughs> it's another spam call. I don't, I don't even answer. So um, just be careful out there during the um, holiday season. Scams happen all the time, but especially during the holiday season. So, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about acknowledging him. And we're going to start off in um, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And I know that we have definitely heard these verses many, many times. But what does it actually mean to acknowledge him and to see what he's saying? What does it actually mean to truly trust in God the way that he wants us to? So, without any further ado... I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks, and we'll go ahead and get started. Thank you, Melvin. Uh, before we move too far, we always like to start off by saying a quick prayer. If you guys have a moment to bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity. We always like to start by saying thank you, Lord, because we know, we know that we can never say thank you enough. So, Lord, we thank you for how you've continued to bless us, how you continue to give us sunshine, give us rain, give us food, give us raiment. Give us so many things you've blessed us with. Uh, just the abundance of things that you've given us, Lord, we like to say thank you. And Lord, we're praying for all the people going through hardships and hard times. So many people sick across the world. So many people going through trials and tribulations, Lord. We're praying that you would help us to remember that there is joy in the midst of every single storm, Lord. No matter how things may look, no matter how the circumstances may seem, we know that, Lord, you are able and that you will bring us through. And there is no thing that we're going through that no one else has already not made it through. So, Lord, help us to keep that in mind, even while we're going through these troubles, these trying times. 
And so, Lord, we will honor you, we'll praise you, we'll tell the, tell the world about you, Lord. And we just say thank you, and we pray that you will continue to keep us, Lord. In your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I actually was thinking about something that happened to me um, a couple of days ago. Uh, somebody posted in uh, one of the Oxford resale pages, um, and they were talking about how their... Uh, I think it was their grandmother was selling a truck and they said to message their grandmother but you had to send an email and so I didn't think anything of it I'm thinking all right man it's an older person send them an email it didn't make I should have thought about this better but I, I sent them an email and they were talking about oh just send all your information send us your address and this and that and we'll sell it to you uh, we're going to get eBay to contact you. And I didn't think anything of it. But the more I got to talking about it and talking with other people, they said, man, that don't sound right. <laughs> and so, lo and behold, I didn't say anything back to the person. And lo and behold, um, not not a long amount of time later, uh, they actually, the profile got shut down. It was marked as spam. And so... It just goes along with what Melvin was talking about, how people are always trying to get something from you, always trying to figure out how they can hack into your information, steal something from you. So we just have to be careful uh, about those things. But to move on to tonight's message, uh, we're going to talk about acknowledging him, as Melvin already said. Uh, and I'll get you to go ahead and read the focus verse. Right. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. I was talking to someone earlier, uh, earlier today, and I was telling him we were going to talk about this, this particular set of verses tonight because he told me this was one of his favorite sets of verses. Um, and... I began to ask the young man about uh, these verses. And what I found was when I began to tell him what these verses meant, he said, no, that ain't it. He said, no, 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 that's not right. Read the next verse for us, though, Mel. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. But what I found is that that's what we always do. We read these same verses, but yet we don't follow these verses. Because whenever someone tells us what these scriptures mean, we say, no, that, that, that can't be it. But we have not put in time to find out what these scriptures mean. So here... Uh, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. But who is he talking about here? And I'll tell you that he's talking about the preacher. And somebody said, I don't see that at all. <laughs> because that's what the man was telling me today. He said, that's not talking about the preacher. He's talking about God. Of course he's talking about God. But the way that you get your understanding is going to come from the preacher. Let's actually run over uh, to Jeremiah 3 and 15. But keep these scriptures in mind. 
here my And I will give you pastors according to mine heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now he says I will give you pastors according to my heart. Now this is God talking. He said, I'm going to give you preachers straight from my heart, according to my own heart, because they're going to tell you exactly what I'm saying. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So he's going to give you preachers who will do what, Melvin? What do you say there? Feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, in Proverbs, he said, lean not unto your own understanding. But now over here in Jeremiah, he says he's going to give you pastors according to his own heart who will give you an understanding. That's what we don't want. <laughs> we don't want someone to tell us what things mean when it comes to the Bible. When it comes to God, we don't want nobody to tell us what it means because we say, I already know what it means. This is my interpretation. So the only way we can truly trust in the Lord with all our heart is to acknowledge the preacher that he sent us in the book of Romans. He said, how can they hear without a preacher? Because we need the God sent preacher that he sends to us. We might pick this up later, but even uh, in the very beginning with Moses, when God told Moses he was going to send him to Egypt, Moses started making every excuse he could think of. <laughs> he, said, he said, look, I'm of a slow speech. I don't talk well. I struggle to speak. And God told him, don't you think I know that? I created you. Don't you think I know that? So, But what he did for Moses was he said, get your brother Aaron. Aaron will be a mouth to you. Aaron was going to speak for you. And he told him Aaron would be in the stead of his mouth. And also Moses would be in the stead of God to Aaron. He was going to be in the place of God. That's the same thing the preacher's doing today. Sitting in the place of God. All the preacher's job is to do today is tell the people where thus saith the Lord. That's the that's that's the job of the preacher. That's what Jesus told um, his disciples. He said the Pharisees and the scribes sit in the seat of Moses. They are supposed to be telling the people what thus said the Lord. So today there is no difference in Proverbs. He said, lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge the preacher because the preacher is going to tell you the understanding because God promised us he will send us preachers to give us an understanding. So one thing I've seen has happened so many times, we revert back to this is my interpretation. But even when uh, Joseph was in prison um, and uh, Pharaoh's baker and his butler, they both had a dream. And they told him, they said, look, tell me what this means. He said, does not the Lord give interpretation? But the Lord gave the interpretation through the mouth of Joseph. So we see it over and over and over 
how God speaks through the prophet, through the preacher, through the minister. He does it. He's done that since the beginning of time. And I actually want to go back uh, because I know somebody's still not going to believe this. But let's go back to First uh, Kings, the twenty-second chapter. First Kings, you said twenty-second. Mm-hmm. The twenty-second chapter. And we'll start at verse 2 because we're talking about acknowledging him. But the only way you can acknowledge God is acknowledge the preacher because the preacher sits in the place of God because that's how God chose to run things. He didn't have to do that, but that's how he chose to do it. So let's look at 1 Kings 22 and verse 2. And it came to pass in the, in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. Now, the king of Israel is Ahab. It doesn't tell us here just yet, but the king of Israel is Ahab. doesn't really matter. Uh, that's not the focus of this. So Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, comes down to speak with the king of Israel. All right. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know ye that Ramoth and Gilead is ours? And we be still and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. So the king of Israel, which is Ahab, wants to take over Ramoth Gilead. All right. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, thou go with me to battle into Ramoth Gilead. And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art my people as they my people, my horses as they as thy horses. He said, look, we together. Jehoshaphat tells Ahab we're together. We're going to do things together, all right? And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray you, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. My God, that's what I want to get to. Jehoshaphat tells Ahab, Inquire. He said, I'm praying, I'm begging you, inquire the word of the Lord. We need to see what thus said the Lord. We need to see what God says we should do here. And that's the situation we sit in all too often. I know I have. I've, I've said, man, I wonder what God wants me to do. And so how do I find out what the Lord wants me to do? All right. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together. <laughs> that's all you need to read for now. Then the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat tells Ahab, he said, look, please. He said, I, I pray thee inquire the word of the Lord. So in response to what Jehoshaphat told Ahab, Ahab gathers together the prophets. This is how we acknowledge him. They said we need to hear what the Lord says. And as a result, they said we better get the prophets then. Because today, everybody says, I heard from the Lord today. The Lord told me to do X, Y, and Z. And the Lord hadn't told us anything. But if we were to go back to the prophet, the true preachers, we would see that God isn't saying half of the things that we think he's saying. But we don't want to go to the preacher. And we're going to see why we don't want to go to the God sent preacher. All right. Uh, uh, verse six again. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. <laughs> so, 
Ahab calls up all of these prophets and he asked them his question. He asked them what was on his mind. Should they go up and fight and take Ramoth Gilead? Now, all these prophets said, look, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead because God, God is going to deliver it to you. God is going to allow you guys to prosper. God is going to allow you to win this battle. So that's what these prophets said to him. All right. And Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides <laughs> that we might inquire of him? He said, ain't nobody else here. <laughs> See, Jehoshaphat knew that this king, King Ahab, he called his prophets. See, we got people that are preachers that will tell us exactly what we want to hear. Those are the people that we're going to listen to. Those people that tell you everything you want, God, God, look, God is going to give it to you. He, whatever you set out to do, God wants you to do that because God wants you happy. See, there are preachers out here, none but false prophets. And that's what we see happening right here. So Jehoshaphat said, look, is there no one else that we can talk to besides these folks that's telling you what you want to hear? Is there nobody else? Where we can inquire of the Lord. Notice we keep talking about hearing the words of God. But why do they keep going to the prophet to do that? If we can go directly to God the way that we think we can. Because everyone thinks that we can just go directly to God. And I'm not saying you can't. But the way that God operates is he put a preacher there. For you to talk to the preacher. And the preacher to tell you what he's saying. That's just the way God operates. I'm not saying he will never say anything to you ever. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that this is God's way. This is how he set things up. So Jehoshaphat said, is there anybody else we can hear from? Now, we're talking about the king here. These are kings. These aren't uh, peasants. These aren't the slaves. These aren't the uh, bottom people in the society. We're talking about the highest people. So if God was not talking directly to the highest people in society, what makes us think God is just sitting here? Uh, what makes us think that God will honor us so much? He has no respect of person. So if the king had to do it, then we all had to do it. All right. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he does not <laughs> pro prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. So, <laughs> he says, there's one person that we can call. He said, Jehoshaphat said, look, Ahab, is there anybody else we can talk to? Ahab said, there's one person that we can inquire of the Lord. Remember, we're talking about acknowledging God, seeing what God has to say. He said, we can talk to one prophet. That's what I'm telling us. That's what I'm telling everyone today. When you talk to the preacher, the God sent preacher, I'm not talking about every preacher. The God sent preacher. When you talk to him, it's like talking to God. It's, you're going to hear the words of God. So he said, is there not anybody else that we can talk to? So Ahab said, there's one person, Micaiah, but I don't like him. 
Because every time I ask him to tell me what God's saying, it's always some bad. <laughs> Somebody said, man, every time I say something, they always against it. They think everything is wrong. It's always something wrong. No, that's what God's saying, friend. See, when you are a true prophet of God, you're going to get in a lot of trouble because what you're going to be saying, people are going to say, I don't see nothing wrong with that. I don't. I think God wants me to do this because God told me himself. Because if we look at this story, he already talked to 400 prophets, 400 prophets. And they all said, go ahead. God wants you to do this. God said, you're going to prosper. You're going to take over Ramoth Gilead. 400 prophets. Now, he talked to one man, Micaiah. And we're going to see what Micaiah says. Um, go ahead and read verse 9, Melvin. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Hasten hither, Micaiah, the son of Imlah. So they called Micaiah. Now, let's drop down to verse 15. Let's see what Micaiah says once he gets there to King Ahab. So he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? And he answered him, Go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. <laughs> so... King Ahab asked Micaiah the exact same question. Should we go to Ramoth Gilead? And Ahab, or excuse me, and Micaiah, he said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. He said, go ahead. You're going to prosper. Let's see the king's response. And the king said unto him, how many times shall I adjure thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? See, Micaiah told the king what he wanted to hear. Because he's already gotten in trouble with the king anyways. He's been in trouble. That's why the, that's why the king said I hate him. Because he always tell me the exact opposite of what I want to hear. So now, to avoid getting in trouble, he done scared the prophet here. <laughs> now the prophet has told him exactly what he wanted to hear. But the king knew he was lying. He said, how many times do I have to tell you to tell me exactly what God said? Well, if he knew that, then why did he... <laughs> If he knew this, then why would he listen to them 400 prophets in the first place? See, so many times we already know God didn't say some things that we saying. We already know a lot of times, but we want it to be true so bad. There are some things we want to be true so bad that we'll trick ourselves. We'll deceive ourselves. All right. And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. Now, Micaiah tells him what God really showed him. He said, I saw all of Israel scattered as sheep without a shepherd. They didn't have a leader. That's what the king was. They didn't have a leader. The king has been destroyed. All right. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me, but evil? <laughs> Uh, he said, didn't I tell you he was, <laughs> I told you, I told you, this is the reason I don't like this man because he always says something bad. Every time I call him, it's always a negative report. But if he were to listen to the true words of God here, it would save him so much trouble. So if us today, if we would listen to the true preacher, the true man of God, we would hear the truth of God and it'll keep us out of a lot of trouble. 
But the problem is what the prophet tells us, what the preacher tells us, we find, we said, man, I just don't like that. It's, it's things I don't want to do. It's things I don't want to hear. So we said, I hate them. Oh, no, I never listen to them. I don't want to hear nothing they got to say. So let's read down. And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Rome of Gilead? Now, right here, he told the king, he saw this vision, God sitting on his throne, and he asked the question, God asked the question, who will persuade King Ahab that he would go up to battle in Ramoth Gilead and he's going to die? Right now, God is giving him an opportunity to hear things to save himself, but he's not going to listen because of his own desire, what he wants. Because he did not want to acknowledge the true preacher, the true prophet that God has sent him. All of the words of the 400 outweigh the one here. Because those people were telling him what he wanted to hear. Even Micaiah, when he first came, told him what he wanted to hear. But he knew Micaiah wasn't telling the truth. So Micaiah tells him, he said, look, I've seen this vision. God showed me this. God asked the question, who's going to persuade Ahab that he would go up to battle and die? All right. And one said on this manner and another said on that manner. And there come, came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will pers persuade him. A spirit came. All right. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be out and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, thou, thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. Now, in verse 22, and the Lord said unto him, wherewith? Talking to the spirit. And he said, I will go forth and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. See, this is what gets us in trouble because we acknowledge the wrong prophets, the wrong people. Instead of acknowledging the people that God truly sent because of what they're going to say, because it's going to be some things that are that seem like it's hard for us to take in because what they say, we just say, I just don't agree with that. I don't believe that. I, I believe everything's going to work. I, I believe God wants me to do this since we have our own desires. We're going to overlook the people that God truly sends into our lives. And instead, we're going to listen to the wrong people. And that's what the king here does. So God allowed these lying spirits to be in the mouth of all the king's prophets. And that's the exact same thing happening today. But we don't know that God is allowing these lying spirits to be in the mouth of a lot of prophets today. We don't know that's happening. We don't know. All right. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. And the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. 
Now, Micaiah told him exactly what's happened. He said, look, God has allowed this lying spirit to infiltrate your prophets. And that's the same thing I'm telling you today. God has allowed a lying spirit to infiltrate so many of the people that we're listening to every day. We, we, we can't wait to hear their broadcast. So many people out there, God's allowed a lying spirit to take over them. And we don't even know what's happening. All right. But Zedekiah, the son of Chenanah, went near and smote Micaiah on the cheek and said, Which way went the spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto thee? <laughs> now this man, he gets upset. He hits Micaiah. And somebody right now, if they could, they'd hit me too. Because if you accuse someone of lying and being a false prophet, they're going to get mad. But we cannot all be true saying opposite things. It's impossible. So we're talking about acknowledging the true words of God, how we learn to trust him and not lean to our own understanding. Because in this in this story, we see here Ahab leaning to his own understanding. Leaning to the, the lying spears of those prophets. They said, go ahead and go to battle. You're going to win. But God's prophet, he allowed him to come and say, don't do it. Don't do it. I've seen these people without a master, without you, without a king, without their leader. I've seen it. All of Israel was scattered. He said, I've seen this vision take place. And the king didn't want to hear it. All right. And Micaiah said, Behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. He said, You're going to see. You're going to see when it come to pass. All right. And the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and carry him back into Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Josh, the king's son. Mm -hmm. And say, thus said the king, put this fellow in the prison and feed him with bread of affliction and with water of affliction until I come in peace. Throw him in jail, all right? And Micaiah said, if thou return at all in peace, the Lord hath not spoken by me. And he said, hearken, O people, every one of you. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. Mm -hmm. King of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter into the battle. But put thou on thy robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and went into the battle. Now, he did all of this. <laughs> you can't get around God. Anything God says is going to come to pass. You cannot get around God. He said, I'm going to disguise myself. I'm not going to go there portraying myself as King Ahab. I will disguise myself. I don't want to read all this because I want to go some other places. So um, drop down to verse. Let's see what 35 says. And the battle increased that day and the king was stayed up in his chariot. Actually, uh, go back up to 34. And a certain man drew a bow at a venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Wherefore, he said unto the driver of his chariot, Turn thine hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. Mm -hmm. And the battle increased that day, and the king was stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians and died at even. And the blood ran out of the wound into the midst of the chariot. He died. He got shot with a bow. 
killed by the arrow. Even though he tried to disguise himself. We cannot get around God. We have to acknowledge what he says through the mouth of the prophet. Because let's actually go to Romans 10. Because Paul told us in Romans the 10th chapter, he said, how can you hear without a preacher? How can you hear? How can you hear what thus saith the Lord without a preacher? Because there are people that will say, you don't even need to go to church. You don't need to hear nothing the preacher got to say. You don't need that. But the scripture says, how can you hear without the preacher? Um, let's start. Let's start up at verse. Let's start at verse nine, I guess. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Mm -hmm. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Mm -hmm. For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Mm -hmm. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all the all that call upon him. Mm -hmm. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But now there are some things that go along with that. You can't just call on the Lord and that's it. Because in another place he told us not all that call, not all that say Lord, Lord shall be saved. That's not the whole story. I believe it's in the book of Matthew, seventh chapter. So when we lean to our own understanding, I've heard a lot of times people say, all you got to do is just say, Jesus, I believe in you and you on your way. No, that's not all you got to do. It's because we've leaned to our own understanding that we believe these things because somebody has deceived us. A lying spirit has went forth and told us that's the only thing you got to do. You don't have to do a single thing else. But God gave us a whole lot of commandments. He told us to do a whole lot of things, but I know somebody's not going to want to hear that. You're going to be wanting to slap me like the man slapped Micaiah. But nevertheless, if you do hit me, nevertheless, the word of the Lord is still the same. No matter what you do to me, God is still going to say the same thing. All right. So whosoever shall call on the Lord shall be saved. All right. How then shall they call on him? In whom they have not believed. How can, you be how can you call on somebody that you didn't believe? Because he said, if you believed him, if you loved him, you would do what he said. If you believe something, you're going to follow what it is that you say you believe. If you believe it. All right. Uh, was I, and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? Mm -hmm. And how shall they hear without a preacher? He said you need the preacher to do this. You need the preacher to hear it. And in order, uh, the only way you can believe it is to have heard it. But the only way for you to have heard it is through the mouth of the prophet, through the mouth of the preacher. The same way it's always been. We need the preacher. That's the only way because I had a whole lot of my own understanding. I had a whole lot of them until I went to a preacher and the preacher said, son, you're not right. And it was hard for me at first because I said, hold on, what, what you mean? <laughs> what? I, I've been doing some reading. I've been studying. 
I thought I I thought I knew what I was talking about. But when I went to the preacher, I found out I was wrong. And so it's important for us to be humble. I had to humble myself. Because I just knew I was right. And I've seen it happen to so many other people sat in the same position that I was in. Just knew I knew what I was talking about. But I was completely wrong. But the only way was for me not to lean to my own understanding, but to acknowledge who God sent here and to listen to what they said. See, the people back in Moses' day, they didn't want to hear what Moses said. Because as soon as he got them out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of captivity, out of uh, turmoil, out of struggling, as soon as he got them out there, they said, man, why you bring us out here? Why did God have you bring us out here to die? He could have let us die in Egypt. What, what's wrong with y'all? Why would y'all do this to us? Somebody said, we need to go back. We need to elect somebody to lead us back. Because we can't do it for ourselves. We got to get somebody to lead us back. So they weren't acknowledging the one that God put over them. They said, we need to choose someone else. Because we don't like how he's doing things, even though it was God that told him to do it. Because Moses sat in the place of God. Let's actually go. Let's go get that. Uh, in the book of Exodus, the fourth chapter. And I think it's around verse 15. Yeah, I think it's 15. Drop up to 14. I want to pick up 14 first. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he come forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. Now this is right after Moses told the Lord. See, God has given Moses a job. He has told him, I'm going to send you down into Egypt. To deliver my people. To save them. See God is going to send us preachers. To save us. We think we don't need the preacher. But we need the preacher. Just like they did. The Old Testament was a shadow of things to come. The Old Testament was a schoolmaster. To bring us to Christ. We still need the preacher. That's what Moses was. God sent the preacher into their lives. To deliver them. From Egypt to the promised land, which represented nothing but the world to heaven. That's all it represented. That's all it represented. So God sent Moses down there to get them. So we're looking at Moses now. He's making excuses. If you go back up, we're not going to read it. But if you go back up um, to verse 10, I'll let you read that on your own time. Verse 10, 11, uh, Moses was telling them. Telling God, excuse me, that, Lord, I can't talk well. I, I'm, I speak slowly. I'm not eloquent like other people. Some people can speak. They, they, they place the noun, the adverbs, the predicates, the sub. They do all that well. But not me. And the Lord said, didn't I make you? I knew. I knew you couldn't speak well. But I still chose you to do this job. So now he said, look, Aaron, your brother. I'm going to use him. Go ahead and read verse 15 for us, Melvin, if you will. And thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. 
and I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what ye shall do. You're going to use Aaron. You're going to tell him what I said. All right. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. My God. <laughs> God said. Now, this is what God said. This ain't what Tony said. God said that since Moses could not speak, since he used this, he said, God, I can't speak well. He said, all right, I'm going to solve that too. Your brother Aaron, he's going to be in the place, in the stead, in the place of a mouth for you. Since you can't speak, he's going to be a mouth for you. And what you're going to be for him you're going to be in the place of God because Moses was going to communicate directly with God and Moses was going to tell his brother what uh, God said and as a result his brother Aaron would tell the people because Moses said I can't speak well enough so if you can see this, take your time and read it. If you can see this, God allowed the prophet to be in his place. Moses was in the stead of God. He was in the place of God. God hadn't changed anything today. The Lord is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. He's the same God. He, he doesn't change. He changes not. Even to this day, he's allowing true prophets to be in his place. That's what he did with Micaiah. He allowed that prophet to be in his place. King Jehoshaphat said, we need to inquire at the words of the Lord. They said, we need to call the prophet then because that's how God is going to speak to us. The prophet is God's mouthpiece. He is nothing but a tool that God uses. God doesn't need any of us. He don't need any preacher. He don't need us, but that's what he chose to use. So if we could see this, that's the reason in Romans, the 10th chapter, Paul said, how can you hear without a preacher? How are you going to hear what God is saying without a preacher? It's impossible. How can you? Because God promised he would feed you with knowledge and understanding, which he told us in Jeremiah. He said, I will give you pastors according to mine own heart. Who will give you knowledge and understanding. So in Proverbs, he said, don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge the preacher. Because he is going to give you the real understanding. I was talking to a man. He said, man, that ain't fair. <laughs> How can it not be fair? <laughs> How can it not be fair? There is no unrighteousness in God. God has an order and we have to follow it. I mean, anything else in this world, we follow their order. Um, whenever I talk to uh, friends that I have in the military, they begin to tell me about all the rules and regulations that the military has. And people follow them to a T. They say you have to have your hair cut a certain length, your toenails. I didn't even know all these things. Your toenails have to be a certain length. He said, you get yelled at if your toenails are too long. I didn't know that either. Oh, yeah. 
He said, Whoa. when you address them, you have to say, you have to start off by saying drill sergeant and end the sentence by saying drill sergeant. So many things, a certain way you have to stand. Uh, so many things that the military does. And now they tell you when you're going to go to sleep. They tell you how long it's going to take you to eat. So many things that he began to tell me. I had never even thought about half of these things. But we will follow everything that they say to the T. That's nothing but man. Man came up with that. But when God says do something, we say, man, I just don't think I have to do that. I just don't think I have to do all that. But, but one of my friends began to tell me how even in the military, they would have to stand in the pouring rain at the attention poles, just standing there. It's pouring rain. They have no purpose for standing there. But he told me the drill sergeant, he'll back up underneath an awning. And he'll just stand there and watch me. He's not getting wet at all. He's just standing there watching. He said sometimes they would make them do push-ups. And <laughs> they would tell them when to go up and when to go down. And they would allow their face to be hitting puddles of water. I said, man, they're going to drown you, ain't it? <laughs> They sat there and watched them do all these things. But when God tells us to do things, it's always for a purpose. It's not to make, not to mock you because a lot of times he would tell us how people would mock them. They would just do things to make fun of them. But whenever God tells us to do something, he has a purpose behind every single time he tells you to do it. Not for his fun. He told us about how whenever... Uh, <laughs> The drill sergeant walks past them. They have to say, good evening, drill sergeant. So he says sometimes the drill sergeant, just to mess with them, they would walk back and forth. Good evening, drill sergeant. They walk back. Good evening, drill sergeant. Good evening, drill sergeant. Over and over and over, just to mess with them. But when God tells us to do things, he doesn't tell us to do things to mess with us. So how much more should we follow everything he said to the T? Because he's not doing it. For his fun. To get a laugh. But when it comes to God. We say I just don't think I have to do that. I don't believe he even said do this. I just don't believe that. <laughs> so we have to acknowledge him. But we have to trust in what the true preacher says. Because they're going to tell us exactly what God says. And we see that's happened throughout time. Even Jesus to his disciples, um, he said, he that heareth you, heareth me. They were in the place of Jesus because Jesus was going to leave. And so his uh, apostles, they were standing in his place the same way Moses was in the place of God. They were going to be the mouthpiece, mouthpiece of Jesus. And so even to this day, God is still choosing ministers to be his mouthpiece, to tell whatsoever he says. But will you acknowledge him? Will you take what God is truly saying or will you listen to what it is that you already want to hear? Just as King Ahab. Because it's something that you already want. You're not going to take no for an answer. But. 
like I said, you can't escape God. As we've seen with Ahab, he couldn't escape God. He even tried to disguise himself. <laughs> uh, we think we can manipulate God. We say, I want this and that's what I'm going to get, no matter what anybody says. But so we have to acknowledge him. I know we've read that verse so many times. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. I know we've seen that verse so many times. But are we acknowledging him? Are we adhering to what the true prophet says? Because so many people are going to tell you so many different things. Just as the 400 prophets told King Ahab. They told him, Completely opposite of what Micaiah said. But Micaiah told him the true words of God. So, I, I better not get <laughs> any other verses. I better not get any other verses. But, I'm really praying that we would learn to acknowledge the preacher. Because that's something I've learned I have to do. Um throughout everything i have to consult with the preacher in one place he said there's multitude there's safety in a multitude of counselors we need help we need guidance that's what god gives us the preacher for it's always amazing to me to see how the devil deceives us because when it comes to anything that we want to learn uh whether it be uh engineering or um, some type of other technology, mathematics, science, whatever it is. You know what we do? We go to school for somebody to teach us. We look for some type of teaching. But when it comes to God, we say, I can figure this out myself. I, I don't need nobody to teach me anything. But that's what God sent the preachers here for. To teach you. He said they were they are going to feed you with knowledge and understanding. They're going to feed it to you. They're going to help grow you in Christ. That's actually what Jesus told uh, Peter before he left. They had just finished eating. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. He continued to ask him. But every time he said, feed my sheep, that's what he told us they would do. He said they were going to feed you with knowledge and understanding. And so he told Peter, he said, look, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, feed my people. Give them the knowledge that they need. If they listen to you, they listen to me. And if they listen to me, they listen to God that sent me. So today, if you listen to a God-sent preacher, you listening to Jesus. And if you listening to Jesus, you listen to the one that sent him. You listen to God Almighty. But will you acknowledge him? It's a chain effect. You have to acknowledge the preacher that God sent. I know I'm not going to get a whole lot of amens on this. Because people don't want to hear these types of things. Everyone says, I can do everything on my own. I can study the Bible. I can read the Greek. I can read the Hebrew, the Latin, whatever. You can read whatever you want to read. But what it comes down to is that if you acknowledge the preacher that God sent. Because I'll tell you this. 
you don't have to study Greek, Latin, Hebrew. You don't have to study all these languages to understand God. What you have to have is his spirit. And you have to have the pastor that he said he was going to send you. Because when we go back and read about Moses, he said, look, I can't even speak well. When we go back and look at uh, Peter, James, and John, the people looked at them and said, man, these men are unlearned. They're not very educated. These people aren't very smart and intelligent. So <laughs> it's amazing how we think today that the only way we're going to understand God has become extremely intelligent. We have to know how to speak 10 different languages. I have to know how to, to read the Latin, the Greek, all these different. I don't need to know all that, friend, because that's not how God operates. He's not. He hadn't been operating like that since the beginning of time because he's chosen some foolish things to confuse you. Even in Proverbs, I want to get that verse. Uh, I'll let this be my last verse. Uh, I'm praying this is going to be my last verse. Unless the Lord asked me to go somewhere else. But in Proverbs, where we were at first, um, I think it was verse 7. Yeah, read verse 7 again. Actually, let's go ahead and read all these again. Start at verse 5 for us. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Mm -hmm. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. The preacher is going to tell you what it is that God's saying, all right? Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's what I wanted to get to. Don't be wise in your own eyes. And that's what we become as people. We've become so wise. But with all of that, we've become foolish. Because everything that the true preacher is going to tell us, we're going to say, that ain't true. That ain't right. I know God didn't say that. But uh, Paul told us, uh, as I quoted earlier, God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confuse the wise. Somebody that said, I already got it. I already know. God is going to make you <laughs> confused because you're going to say, I just don't see it like that. I just don't see it that way. We must be reading the, the, the two different books because I just don't see it that way. Because God has not allowed you to see it. But if you would line up with his word, he'll let you see it. If you would acknowledge who he sent, he'll make everything make sense in due time. That's the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. He said, look, how are you a master of Israel? No, not and you things. don't know these things because it has nothing to do with you being wise in your own mind. It has nothing to do with you having an education. It has nothing to do with how nice your clothes look, what school you went to, how proper you can speak, how well your words roll off your tongue, how eloquent you are. It has nothing to do with those things. It has nothing to do with how nice your haircut looks. It has nothing to do with what color your skin is. It has all to do with the Holy Spirit. How God chose, who God chose to send and use. Who allows God to use them. That's what it has to do with. And so when we truly come to the understanding of these things, God will change our world. 
He'll allow you to see things that, that have been hidden from the foundation of the world. He'll allow you to understand who he is, the one true God, the Lord Almighty, Jesus Christ himself. We have no understanding of who he is. But Jesus said, <laughs> we'll all perish if we don't come to the understanding that he is he. He said, you're going to all perish if you do not, if you do not understand that I am he. And they had no, no earthly idea who he was talking about. And we still don't know to this day. But if you would get with a God sent preacher, he'll make all these things make sense. That's what they talked about um, back in Ezra's day. They said, get the book. And he gave and he gave them the understanding. He made it make sense. That's what the preacher is here for. To make it make sense. Because we know when we read the Bible, we say, I don't understand any of this stuff. But some of us will fool ourselves and say, we read it one time and we say, oh yeah, I know what that's talking about. <laughs> My God. You read it one time and you say, I, I got it. I know exactly what this is talking about. Exactly. So, we just have to go back to the foundations of the doctrine. Go back to acknowledging the preacher. Because they did that in the old times. They said, let's inquire of the Lord. Let's see what God has to say about this. And they knew to go to the preacher. But today, we say, I'm going to just go to myself. <laughs> I already know what God's going to say about this. Look. I want this million dollar home. I already know what God has to say. He said, yeah. He said, he want me happy. He said, I need this million dollar home. So many things. <laughs> we turn our own desires into everything that God says. We say, this is what I want. So I know God said, I, I should get this. That's how we do things. But if we would lean not to our own understanding, and talk to a true preacher, we would find that what God is saying is completely opposite. Because that's how he does. He says a lot of things that's completely opposite of what we want to hear. And the people who bring that to us, we say, I can't stand them. <laughs> we talk like King Ahab. We say, I hate them. <laughs> they always telling me something I don't want to hear. <laughs> I hate them. But these are the words of life. These are the words of liberty, freedom. These are the words of understanding. These are the words of eternity, everlasting life, peace, hope, love, joy, happiness. These are the words of that. If you would hear them. If you would take heed this day. So I'm praying uh, that somebody out there would continue seeking the Lord. But continue acknowledging the one that God sent us because we all need a preacher. I know I do. I would not be anywhere <laughs> near where I am today without a God sent preacher. So I'm thankful that God gave me someone to guide me, to help me so that I wouldn't continue to go astray because I've been running astray a long time. So I'm praying that somebody else, somebody else out there would have this same testimony. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I won't go any further. Um, 
Sure about that. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna go any further unless anybody has any questions. Um, so yeah. with that being said, I'll turn it over to Melvin. Yeah, just make sure we don't have any comments because yeah, we had sure. one at the beginning and I didn't see it on here, so I don't know if anybody else had any. Uh, I'll check our pages. Mine is good. All right, man. <laughs> no, I've been thinking, and it's been said. It is so true. We go on our jobs and work, you know, the majority of what we call normal people, 9 to 5 or 8 to 5 or whatever the hours may be, 40 hours a week. And we do exactly what the boss tells us to do. And I remember I, I saw this video in my YouTube um, on the home screen where it suggests videos for you and one was um, the story of the iPhone way back in 2007 when it first came out and it was describing how hard those people had to work I mean, people were saying it was frustration everywhere people were saying friendships got ended it even, it even caused several marriages to end and they had to sleep in their office in order to deliver this product that many of us use today. And it's just funny. Well, it's really sad how we do all that. We put ourselves in this position. And we do exactly what the boss tells us to do. But when God says do something, we don't do it. If it's not what we want to hear. See, we do what the boss says because we know that he's in charge of our paycheck bi-weekly or weekly or monthly or however often you get paid. But see, God is in charge of something much greater than that. How do we think that we have to do all of this work for our natural bosses here on earth, but don't do anything for the real boss, which is in heaven, who determines what we be for eternity? How do we not do anything for him and think we're going to end up in heaven? How do we not know that there's some work involved. See, a lot of us lean to our own understanding, which is what um, Tony talked about tonight. And a lot of people will quote some of those verses in Romans 10, where it says, those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And they will say, they will base their salvation off of that. Haven't read anything else, but they read that and they run with it and say, this is all I have to do. For one thing, we cannot base our salvation on any of the books from Romans to Revelations alone. So what we have to do is take it back to the book of Acts. And that's where the first church started. And that's the way that all churches should be run today. But we don't want to do any of that. We Because that involves some work. It is not going to be easy. At least at the beginning. It definitely involves some work. And once we do all the things in Acts. Then we can look into Romans. Ephesians. In all of the following books. See, those are just letters to already established churches who have derailed and they had to get back on track. But a lot of people don't know that. Because in another place, as Tony said earlier, not everybody who called me Lord, Lord shall be saved. Or why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things in which I say. There are going to be many in that day that say, Lord, I did all these things for you, such as build churches. And stuff like that. But that's not what he's looking for. One place it said there's not going to be a stone left unturned on this place. I'm not here or I'm not good as I am to you because of a building. 
but that but we have it so so twisted today we have it backwards um i was watching some another video on youtube of this is really really smart guy and like we've said on here before we get too smart we how smart ourselves and he was trying to scientifically explain or, or what people will feel like they um experience the afterlife you know how a lot of people say i saw a white light you know what I'm saying? I don't know if all of it was true or not, but he was trying to explain when you're on a hospital bed, there is a white light over you. So maybe that's what that's what a lot of people are talking about. And he tries to explain. He's a very brilliant man, wrote a lot of books. And because um, I, I watch him for what he says about space, like I was interested in like space and planets, but we get too smart for our own good. And he talked, of course, he had a segment where he was talking about God. And he said, I mean, if you can show me proof of this all-powerful being that determines what we go for eternity, okay, cool. I, I don't have any problem with going along with that. Just let me see him, and then I'll believe. But see, we have it so, so, so backwards today. We say we have to see first, and then we're going to believe. That's not how faith works. If you see it first, why do you have to have faith God, who wants us to put our faith in him, he's not going to show us or not. He's not going to show us at the beginning. So we have it so backwards. And Tony quoted another place in the third chapter of John. First five or six verses in there. Jesus was having a conversation with Nicodemus and said, he must be born again. And he said, how can I be born again? Can I enter into my mother's womb a second time and be born? Because that was his own understanding. And Jesus had to break it down for him. And that's when he said, are you a master of Israel? No, not these things. But we have it backwards. We need to believe first. and Then we will see why God has had us to do all these things. Not the other way around. But, and I know I'm not going to get a lot of amens on this either. And just like um, Tony said earlier, one thing that got him into reading a lot is we have so many different churches with so many different belief sets. And they all say, this is what God told me. So either God is telling all these people different things, which he's not, spoiler alert, or not everybody is from God. like, Or not everybody is preaching his true word like they say they are. In one place in the Old Testament, God said, all these people said I sent them. I haven't sent them anywhere. All these people said I said these things. I haven't said anything. Because, see, what we do is we trick ourselves. And especially when it comes to human emotions. <clears throat> we definitely trick ourselves and get ourselves in trouble when it comes to our emotions. We move on how we feel. And we read that. We covered that many, many weeks ago. <laughs> the heart. A lot of people say trust in your heart. Your heart can't lead you wrong. Yes, yes, it can. The heart is deceitful above all. Who can know it? We read that, too. We talked about that. <laughs> and it can also seem like God is saying something. You can pray for something and then something may happen. And then you'll say, see, I knew it. This is what God wanted. Like that Xbox or PlayStation. <laughs> and I'm going to put myself on the spot here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself. I know it'll uh, make for a good story. <laughs> I remember my senior year in high school. I had a crush. I had a hard crush on, on this girl. 
And I wanted, I wanted to ask her to my senior prom. And I prayed to God. I was like, God, please give me the courage to ask this girl on, on to, to go to prom with me. Because <laughs> I, I, I was, used to be so shy back then. And, um, and I remember not even 10 seconds after me saying amen, she called and said, hey, I'm your prom date, right? <laughs> and, you know, me being, my eyes itching. Me being young and naive back then, especially not into the Bible how I am now, I tricked myself off of emotion, saying, see, I knew this is what God wanted wanted for, um, for me. I knew it. Now we're going to grow old, have a lot of kids and get married together. <laughs> Just because um, that's because I want it. And that's how we think that God is today. Just because we want something, we say that God wants it for us because... God wants us to be happy. God does want us to be happy, but not when it causes us to sin. Not when it causes us to mistreat people. A lot of people get enjoyment out of beating up somebody or talking down on somebody, gossiping about somebody, which are, is all against God. God doesn't want you happy when it results in you doing that. But, um, yep, I see we don't have any comments, so I'm going to leave it right there. Why is my eye itching? <laughs> and so, um, audio version of this will be uploaded to all major podcast platforms shortly after we go off of the air. We thank you guys for listening, and we pray that you guys stay safe and have a blessed, warm, and safe weekend. And we'll see you guys next Thursday at the same time. We'll have another topic ready to go. So again, I appreciate it and have a blessed evening and blessed night. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.